Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, that is my water down there, isn't it? That's not yours, is it? I'll leave it there, actually, because otherwise I'll knock it off here onto all of these lovely people. Uh, you uh, This is Richard Herring. Uh, uh, this is Richard Herring's... Uh, we'll just edit that out, Terry. Uh, it's, uh, this is Richard Herring's... Uh, <laughs> sorry, across across fertilized between my two podcasts there uh, and only two people listen to them both uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast or as all the cool kids are calling it Rehef hey uh, thanks for coming love to see you all uh, we've got a, a packed bill of American comedians it's east coast west coast right we'll find which is the the funniest coast uh I think the bit in the middle is the funniest bit of America, but they, we hardly get anyone from there. Uh, they're crazy. Uh, so, it's difficult. I'm in the middle of the free. If this is only number 11, we're fucked. We are serious. I've got 14 more of these to do. It's really got to me today, the, uh, the relentless Groundhog Day style. I thought I was going to be cheerful all the way through. I'm, I'm really miserable today. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be... I'm not really... I'm just, uh, I'm just tired. Uh, it's, it's getting on top of me. Uh, so I should just say uh, that Me 1 versus Me 2 Snooker, uh, the uh, first ever live frame of Me 1 versus Me 2 Snooker is going to be uh, performed. Well, played. It's not a, it's a sporting competition, not a... Uh, not a theatre piece. Uh, there isn't much sport in the Edinburgh Fringe, but that is tomorrow, uh, Monday, at the uh, the twelfth, at the Assembly Three at nine thirty. Thirty minutes after my other show. That seems foolish to me, <laughs> given that I'm not really finished till about quarter past. So uh, the, all the me's might not be there. Uh, me too is here. Just to have a quick, uh, give a quick promo to this. Hello, Richard. Yes, it's me. Me too. Um, think quite a few people here don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Now I've looked around, and uh, I would just say, don't come and see me one versus me two snooker. I am doing it uh, against my will. Uh, I I'm contractually banned. I think it's wrong that people can see the snooker. It's an audio format. Where will it Where will it lead? Having two different people playing against each other at snooker. That's the next step. That's how. That just it should be one man playing himself at snooker. Uh, well, thank you, me too, for coming in and promoting that. That hasn't really helped. Uh, all the profits from that will go to Scope. Looks like Scope aren't going to be making any money. Uh, so, look, we've got two, two fantastic guests, and so I'm just going to crack straight on um, and not I'll save up my other stuff. Uh, I've just written Raw. Oh, no, it's rain. Thank God. Uh, it was raining. That's, that was my topical agenda as I, as, I, as I sat down to think, what can I write about topically? It's raining. Could write about that, Rich. Hmm. Rain, and then I misread it as raw. It looks like raw, doesn't it? In there. Stop reading my notes. You'll know what's coming up. Uh, no Colin today either. A charming, sort of nerdy man has replaced. Uh, are you definitely there? You're real, right? Yeah, you are there. Yeah. You're in Colin's seat. If he comes in, he'll be furious. He will bum you to within an inch of your life. You're just his type. So. Uh, little bit too old. So um, let's get straight on. Uh, we just uh, an addition of a new guest who has just flown in. Unlike Bo Burnham, he is uh, uh, able to come and perform jet lagged. Uh, he is quite jet lagged. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a massive fan of his TV work. I've seen little bits of him online and my wife loves him. I think a little bit too much. <laughs> I'm slightly worried about it. So we all play. Please welcome Hannibal Barres, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. He's been on all the chat shows. Now here he is on my 
this is this is better than uh, Craig Ferguson, isn't it? This is your this yeah. Is, this is nice. <laughs> you know what's funny with Craig Ferguson's show? When I did it, they, he he tapes your intro, right? And then he tapes the outro, <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> so then he tapes, the, and then somebody else intro, and then it, he pieces it together. They piece it together to make it look like he was there, but he wasn't there. <laughs> And it's like, you couldn't chill out for five minutes, dude? <laughs> he's, like, he's just in the wings like, see you later, man. And it, wow, that's It's I'm, a weird thing. I am here. I'm, I'm here, right in, here in several different personas today. Yeah. I'm already here. Uh, I hope that didn't confuse you, the Me 1 versus Me 2 snooker thing, Hannibal. I wouldn't like to you think of me like that. Uh, so... Uh, We'll have seen you. We've seen you on 30 Rock, which you were, were you a writer for 30 Rock as well as you performed in the sort of final yeah. season of 30 Rock. Yeah, I performed in, uh, yeah, in season. You were, a, you were a bum. I was a bum. Means uh, something else in America. So yeah. it's, it's I know, yeah, it means butt sex here, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I know, I know, because I've been over to the UK a few times, so I know... What the I know the different words like mean different <laughs> things, but it's still funny to me. I yesterday this one dude said, Yeah man, I'm about to go have a wee and a fag and it just sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> a wee and a fag. Yeah. Something about it. <laughs> so you are a bit jet lagged though. You thanks I, for I haven't on. slept I haven't slept at all, so this You're much cooler than Bo Burnham, who's too. Who's, oh, I'm gonna jet lag. I can't come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to embrace it, and yeah. also I just use it as an excuse for horrible behavior towards people. Hannibal, <laughs> you just cursed out my wife. Hey man, jet lag. No, sorry, about <laughs> you know, jet lag, man. He's hours. Jet lag and alcohol is a dangerous combination, I've, as I've found myself, because you kind of don't remember anything you did either. Yeah, that's were what you, the festival drink- is built on. Yeah. Were you drinking last night? Were you out drinking? Last I did night? have a few drinks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hardcore. That is properly hardcore. Hannibal's quite an unusual name. It is. How did you end? Is this your real name, Hannibal? It is my my you, real name. Your parents fans of Silence of the Lambs? No. <laughs> come on, man. You're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's a. Your parents. That's a joke your, that a punter would make. Your 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 parents. That's what punter. I. That's what I do. Your parents fans of <laughs> elephant attacks over mountains. Yeah. Is that is that yeah. better for you? That, my dad was. That's definitely a dad name. That's a dad name in every way. Uh, my dad was. And I don't think he knew that that movie was going to come out and destroy everything. <laughs> if he knew, he wouldn't have done that to his son. It's uh, a good name. It's, it's when you memorable. put Hannibal B when into, into, into Wikipedia, you come up first. Do There's I? no one else. There's no one else called Hannibal B. There's a couple. Oh, Hannibal. Yeah, there's a couple other. There's Hannibal. This is one other comedian in in the states named Hannibal, actually, okay. and he, he lives in the, in the Bay Area in California. And one day he hit me up. Hey, Hannibal, can I open for you on your show? Hell no. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> Not gonna confuse him. Not splitting the vote, dude. And uh, I'm not better than that. That's the answer. To I'm not. I'm not. I'm not any better than that. Uh, so, um, what is uh, what is it like? How does the Saturday Night Live and Thirty Rock thing work? How do you get on to writing for Saturday Night Live? That must be impossible. It, it's a. It, it happens different ways for for different people. Some people audition for cast and end up writing. Some people submit a writing packet. I got in through stand up. I did a set on Jimmy Fallon's show. And then uh, the people from Saturday Night Live wanted to meet with me 
uh, based on that set, and then they offered me the job just from the stand-up set. Yeah. Yeah. Is it which? What is it more like? Is it more like Thirty Rock, or is it more like Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, <laughs> whatever that was called? <laughs> it's a little. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know. It, it, the 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 writing week is pretty. It can be kind of intense because it's, it's something different every day. Yeah. So the first day of the week, Monday, you're pitching your ideas. Everybody's in Lauren Michaels' office, and you have the 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 cast, the writers, producers, and the uh, the host for that week. So you all just pitching your ideas, which would be I would be really good at this part because you're just doing stand up, doing a short bit of stand up. So I'd be pitching things that had no chance of being on the show, but I could <laughs> deliver them in a way where they get a laugh, but it had <laughs> zero sketch potential. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, what if Megan Fox was a horror movie villain that killed people with her scatting? Scatting, <laughs> scatting like music scatting, not yeah. scatting like. It's all different, it's all different. It's all different. <laughs> Basically everything yeah. in the UK is about either pissing or shitting somewhere. <laughs> That's everything you say. So then, yeah, you pitch your ideas on the Monday, and uh, then you set up meetings with the other writers for the for the next day to figure out times to collaborate. And then Tuesday, you that's the writing day. And also, you can meet with the host for that week if you want to uh, explain your idea more to them. So a producer comes around like, do you want Megan Fox to come by your office? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, have Megan Fox come by. <laughs> and so you, you then you work on, and then they have a read-through on Wednesday. Which is when they read, they they go through and they read the sketches. Which you, which is tough sometimes because if you haven't gotten a chance to talk with the cast, you like you powerless because you just you put it out there as a writer. So you're just sitting there. You can't say, hey, uh, you're supposed to read that like this. You just like just sitting there like, damn, that that didn't go how I thought it would go. <laughs> also, what happens is that you you might have been up late writing something. So you were writing something at four in the morning that was hilarious because you were just delirious and tired. <laughs> and then when it gets to be two in the afternoon, you're like, that's not funny at all. Man. <laughs> Those are some really bad ideas. I, yeah, I, wrote, I wrote a uh, podcast sketch show called As It Occurs To Me, which I'd write basically on the Sunday night and Monday and do it on the... On the more on the Monday evening, yeah, it was a lot like that. Uh, I just I just had to get on and do the stuff. Yeah, you that just wasn't put it out. <laughs> get on with it. Uh, why on Saturday? No one watches Saturday Night Live here, by the way, because we don't get it over oh. here. I mean, we get we understand that we don't get the show. Oh. we understand jokes, but we don't get. But I've watched uh, some on video because I was quite. But why don't they never fucking learn their fucking lines? Uh, you know, because. Throughout yes, the it's week. really fucking. They're all kind of going like this. They're yeah, they are staring at the and cue they're, cards. They're it's just reading the cue cards. because you know, throughout the throughout learn the em. week, it's changed so much. Don't care. Learn it. Easy. <laughs> you get paid. You get paid loads of fucking money. Learn it. Stop reading off a fucking bit of. It's it only repeating changed. catchphrase like, over and I mean, over again. Sometimes stuff is getting changed. <laughs> sometimes stuff is getting changed five minutes before they go on there. Learn it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. My sister is up doing uh, a show with uh, nine-year-olds, yeah. uh, and they got here and they realised the show was uh, 15 minutes too long. They made cuts in the half an hour before they did the show, these nine-year-old kids doing a musical. Yeah. I reckon if they can do it, Kirst <laughs> Kirsten Week can do it, can't she? She could I mean, bother to learn it's it. It's actually easier for children to learn things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, their brains, uh, yeah, their, their brains. brains are still accepting yeah, I things. I guess that's true. I'll let, I'll let off those multi-millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody, <laughs> nobody's a millionaire on Saturday Night Live, except for Lauren Michaels. <laughs> when you leave SNL, that's when you become a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, that, I guess that's true. Uh, so you're now a millionaire as you I'm left. <laughs>
no, I'm not. Soon will I'm be. Not. He will be a millionaire, and then we'll all be excited to, that he was on this. Yeah, it'll be a good time. <laughs> the only then, though, I'm front of channel. I've got an emergency question for you to make you this one. See what this sparks off. Th- they're not very good at this series of emergency questions, but I'm persisting. Is it emergency you, questions? Emergency questions, okay. yeah. Uh, if you had to marry one of the Muppets, and this is marry, this isn't just fornicate with them, though that will be part of it. <laughs> if you had to marry a, one of the Muppets, which Muppet would you marry? <laughs> so you're thinking about which personality would you best get on with. This is in for the long haul. You're not marrying just, you know, you're hopefully going to spend the rest of your life with them. Things might go wrong. There's no, you, there's no guarantee when you marry a Muppet. Right. Although they don't really change, do they? They sort of stay the same. So if you like them at the beginning, you should still like them. But that is, that's the basic question. If you had to marry a Muppet, which Muppet would you, which of the Muppets would you marry? <laughs> Miss Miss Piggy. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Yeah, Miss Piggy. Yeah. You're, acting like a, you're acting like a punter now, Hannibal. Uh, <laughs> Essex. <laughs> what are your reasons? One, because she already got low standards because she fuck around with frogs. <laughs> Damn you. And if she yeah. got out of line, I'd make bacon out of her. <laughs> Shut up, you wench. I'll cook you. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's jet right lag right. jokes right there. Uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's favorite jokes of yours was the one about why you uh, don't need a napkin. Do you remember that joke? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you want it? I do. A, I mean, Take, it's weird I, I really like it though. I just think it's a, that because that's cool. That came with the frog thing. You said was cool. This is a really fantastic reason for not not wanting <laughs> to have a napkin. I built it up. It can't work. I talk about. <laughs> I talk about being in a restaurant and I don't I don't put the napkin in my lap. People say why don't you put, why don't you put the napkin in your lap? Cuz I believe in myself. <laughs> I believe in my ability to not spill food in my pants cuz I'm a goddamn adult. But you know, that was uh that's from a year or two ago. Yeah. And you know what? Now when I go to restaurants, I put the napkin in my lap. I'm saying. <laughs> It's, it's just a classy thing to do. Self-doubt. You know? I love that line, because I think it defines, it defines the character as well. It's like a line, you could start with that line, and it yeah. defines a comedy character straight off, and then bang. It's just such a brilliant line. Thanks, man. It's all right. <laughs> the only compliment, I don't really compliment people very much, but um, I'm, that is the most you're going to get. Have you ever had what's a near-death experience? Well, I'm doing a show about death this year. What's the closest you've come to actually literally dying, not in a comedian? I think near-death, I have... <clears throat> I have pretty bad asthma, and so okay. if there's times where I, I've left my inhaler at home, it can get it can get pretty bad. Where <laughs> why is that? <laughs> See, that's the thing. People yeah. don't treat asthma seriously, dude. <laughs> and also, if you're not anything with an inhaler, that's yeah, the problem. When yeah. you're the clue is just you bring an inhaler with you. Yeah, but sometimes you forget, and sometimes don't you're not forget. Don't forget that it's like, what's wrong with you, Americans? Why can't you learn anything? Just learn. <laughs> Just remember to bring your inhaler with you. I brought, you know, one time when I was actually in, uh, I was in Mexico on vacation, and man, we were out, we were out in the ocean, on a, in a, and uh, and then we were swimming, and all of a sudden, like my my asthma starts flaring up, and I'm like, oh shit, my inhaler's in my clothes, so we have to swim all the way back to shore. I'm, I'm about to fucking 
pass out. And I'm running through the sand. We get to my clothes, and we start looking, looking in my, looking in the clothes, and I'm like, fuck, where is it? And I realized the shit was in my trunks the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost was about to pass out. My inhaler was on me. I felt like an idiot. <laughs> Then we just left the beach. So that was the closest shit. you came to dying. Then you, could, you would have died and then someone would have found you and hey, yeah. It was in his trunks. It it's was odd that it's in his trunks. Why is he put it in his trunks? Yeah. <laughs> Were you trying to pack out the trunks a little bit with an inhaler? <laughs> oh, with a little inhaler there? Oh, so y'all, y'all, y'all call trunks <laughs> underwear? Um, I was talking about my swim trunks. Yeah, swim trunks. And it was in the side pocket. Y'all no, trying you to got pack long, out. You got long trunks down. Yeah, long trunks. Yeah, Make it look like your penis got down to your knee. <laughs> yeah, that's just the, that's just the tip. <laughs> Looks nah. a bit like an inhaler. No, yes. it doesn't prove. It doesn't prove. <laughs> <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh yeah, I know what, because you've been on Just a Minute, which I can't believe you've been on Radio 4's Just a Minute with Nicholas Parsons. Yeah, that was... I don't How did that go for you? That went, it went kind of horrible. In the t- <laughs> in the t- in the, I was bad at that game, but it was a fun... I don't really care about that game yeah. either. Uh, so I did, but in the moment, uh, it was fun. I still had fun, but I wasn't good at it. That's a weird way to talk. It's very hard. I've, d- yeah. I've done it about six or seven times now, and I've just about a couple of times got up to be able to talk for about thirty or forty seconds. But I, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, but every time, I the first time I did it, I I hesitated and I went. Uh, it was the yeah. first thing I said. Oh, I pause sometimes. That's yeah. not. It's just, the game isn't built for me. <laughs> just wasn't built for me. How did, how did you get on with Nicholas Parsons, the host? Do you remember the host? The old, oh, there's a quite an elderly man who hosts it. Yeah. He's, not, he's 90 years old this year. Yeah, me and Nicholas, we hang out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's up in Edinburgh, so you can... <laughs> it's just so unlike. I can't imagine how he would have reacted to you. He was just... Was he I don't know. I think, the, I think there's some just-a-minute purists that really didn't like me on that game. <laughs> like, what is he doing? He's disrespecting this game that means nothing. <laughs> what is he doing to the thing we love? Somebody was explaining. Who explained it to me? I forgot. Did he just said that this is just an? Uh, it's an old British, like British, rich British people. Posh people would just have these games that they would play just to pass the time. I think it did start. I think it started. The guy who created it. It's, it's really. It's been going for forty years. The, yeah. the radio show. The guy who created it used to play it at public school. I think it was like in their lesson they had to do this to, to get them good at public speaking. Uh-huh. And then he came and said, "Oh, we should do this." And when it started off, it was quite a serious yeah. show. They took it quite seriously. I think and did try to talk yeah. about a serious subject. And then it kind of got more and more silly. But in the in the when I used to listen to it, it's like people like Kenneth Williams, who you probably won't know, uh, and uh, it, was, it was just these sort old men bickering with each other yeah. it was kind of fucking hilarious it's, it's it was good. just hilarious but if you don't know anything about the history of it it must be such a weird thing to step into yeah it, but I, I mean I was I was kind of amazed at the, the people the other people on the show I forget who they were but they were really they were really good at yeah. it yeah I mean there are some people who are, Paul Merton and Sue Perkins are particularly ridiculously yeah. good at it what is that? I watched this show on BBC One some safe like unlock the safe or some shit like that. <laughs> well, you know, what I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I think there's, there's something where they just, just trying to figure out a combination, but they're just sitting there moving their hands over something. <laughs> right. And then they're like, did, did you unlock the safe? And like, eh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like I'm making this up and shit, man. How does nobody know what I'm talking about? Right. There's a very poor game show which is based on those old games you used to play on the pier where you put a two p in and then it comes down and then it's like a, what are those things called. I don't even, 
Penny falls. So like you put you put in a coin and then it pushes some of the coins over the. Yeah. That's, that's a game show in England. It's a four one. <laughs> you have to ask questions. Seems it's like arbitrary to have this <laughs> element of luck to it. But I haven't played. I haven't seen the safe one. Yeah. I like quizzes. So uh, have you ever watched Countdown on uh, Andre? <laughs> I think, you'd get, I think you'd like Countdown. Just yeah. Watch, yeah. Just Countdown. Is yeah, that your show? Countdown or, po- or Pointless is good as well. Watch Pointless. Is that your show yeah, too? I, yeah, yeah. You got two shows? No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in them. I know the shows I like watching. Uh. I'm like, an, I'm 46 years old. I'm kind of just cruising into my middle age mm-hmm. by getting into quizzes quite a lot. I, I, I enjoy yeah. a quiz, a crossword. Yeah. Uh, that, that kind of thing. Uh, and I'll ask you one final question, we yeah. got, uh, which is an emergency question. I'm wasting you having you on here, but you've done very well so far. If you had, this is a question an 11 year old Welsh boy has asked you. Okay. Not specifically you, I have to <laughs> say. Uh, if you, if, would you rather be a cow or a badger and why? <laughs> I think I, I gotta go badger yeah. just because people don't eat badgers as much. But, no, but they get. They're very industrious, they build their own stuff. But a lot of the time, people hunt down badgers in this country. Badgers oh, really? are, yeah, killed willy-nilly. They get run over a lot. They think we've had, you know, we, oh. di- we discussed this question over a few, a few podcasts. Uh-huh. You would have your own mind inside whichever animal you were. So you wouldn't just become the animal. It would be your brain and your memories oh, <laughs> inside there and your knowledge. So you, as a badger, you would be a bit more wily than a ra- You'd be able yeah. to cross the road and stuff. I feel like I would be a, a leader to the other badgers. <laughs> We would learn how to defend ourselves. <laughs> we would get weapons. Yeah, yeah. definitely a badger. A cow, you all fat and weird. <laughs> definitely a badger, man. Hell yeah. You got Good. that well, cool ass tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would definitely Good. Be a well, that's as long as we've got that sorted out, that was the main reason I wanted to get you on. I was just hey, building man. up to that. That was the main. I just wanted to know I what you thought about that. Well, thank you for uh, having when, me. What show? What, what, so is your, are there any tickets left for your show? There, there are. There are. There are lots there? of tickets. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, and uh, Tuesday here at the stand at six forty. Fantastic! Yeah, great. Uh, the stand, the stand, right in here, right in here. Fantastic! You've got to come down and see that. Is a brilliant, brilliant stand-up comedian. Please give a massive round of applause to Hannibal Buress, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, And um, we will be back with Greg Proops in a little bit. Uh, but first of all, we have fantastic stand-up. Uh, it's great, it's great. This, this guy's making waves all over the place. It's a slightly unusual act. Uh, will you please welcome uh, the Lost Voice Guy? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Are you all very well? Yes. I always like to start with a game. Let me test your powers of observation. Raise your hand if you can tell that I have a slight disability. (laughs) It's the hair, isn't it? (laughs) It's a dead giveaway, really. Or maybe it's the shoes. I always wear stupid shoes. My mother told me not to wear them. She said, Lee, do you know what? Those shoes make you look disabled. Please don't wear them. My mother doesn't sound anything like that, by the way. If she did, she would have a job on Radio 4. I've no idea why I used that voice. 
It's great to be here. No, really. It's a miracle I made it down all the stairs in one piece. I do realize that it is pretty ironic that a disabled comedian is playing one of the most inaccessible venues in the city. I did invite some of my friends who use wheelchairs to the gig for a laugh. The lazy bastards haven't turned up yet. Just be careful on the stairs in case any of them are trying to crawl down. When I realized I'd never be able to talk again I was speechless. I began to try to communicate through the medium of dance. A bit like Strictly Come Dancing crossed with Give Us a Clue. People just thought I was taking an epileptic fit. In case you were still in any doubt, I really am disabled. It's definitely not just really good acting. And I'm not just in it for the parking space. I lost my voice when I was very young and I haven't found it since. Don't you just hate it when that happens? I've looked everywhere for it. Down the back of the chair, in the washing machine, everywhere. On the bright side, I did find the television remote control, three pound and change and a used rubber johnny. That's now safely back in my wallet. I realize that my own voice doesn't really suit me. I look young, trendy and down with the kids, but my voice sounds like it belongs on a children's storytelling program. You may be wondering why I chose to sound like a posh version of Robocop. Let me demonstrate. The alternatives were not much better. I didn't really want to sound like this. And I really, really didn't want to sound like this. And, let's be honest, if I sounded like this, I would have just attracted Jimmy Savile. As you can see, most of my jokes write themselves. But that's the beauty of autocorrect on the iPad. Of course. Autocorrect isn't always my friend. For those of you who don't know, autocorrect is when the iPad tries to guess what you are typing and changes it for you. As you can imagine, this can become pretty annoying and slightly embarrassing when you use it as a communication aid. For example, I got some chewing gum stuck in my hair the other day. I asked my mother if she knew how to get it out. Sadly, it decided to say, do you know how to get gum out of my hair? It got even more awkward when she knew exactly what to do. <laughs> On a similar note, I asked my best friend if he had a pen I could borrow recently. I didn't expect it to say, can I borrow your penis? We are no longer friends. I got thrown out of a paint shop when I said I wanted to defecate in the living room. Of course, I meant decorate, but by then it was too late. The shit had already hit the fan. I do have to set a few things straight before I have to leave you. I hate that we have so many politically correct words to describe disabled people now. 
When I went to school, I honestly went to a school with spastics in its name. They certainly knew how to make us feel good about ourselves. Now it's all special needs, special schools, special Olympics. I don't know what the fuck is so special about me. That is why it always alarms me when I hear about special forces going to war. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have been Lost Voice Guy. If you find my voice, please contact me on my website, on Twitter, or on my Facebook page. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye. Lost Voice Guy! Come and see him, he's at the stand as well. All the best, all the best people at the stand. Let's crack straight on Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Uh, actors could do with one of those, couldn't they? That would uh, save them... Save them some problems. Uh, so we <laughs> please welcome my next guest. Very excited to have him on. Uh, I hope we'll get him on in London and where we can talk for him for longer than 25 minutes because he's got a lot to say. I was listening to one of his podcasts today. God, he goes on. What's wrong with him? Just podcasting everything. What a prick. Uh, will you please welcome Greg Proops? Hello, Richard. That last voice guy's tremendous, Fantastic, man. Isn't it? I said, who made your device? And he, he told me like, who made it. And I was like, it's awesome. It's like you're taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Just do go and see him. So uh, how long have you been up in Edinburgh since when? I came weeks? up uh, for the preview day, so I've been okay. here like a week. Yeah. So uh, I'm half-ass sick, and I've been pretty drunk every night. Yeah. It's nice. I've been very good. I've been behaving very well. I've really? Been, I've not really been drinking, and I've, been, I've just had one drink a night, and I go to bed quite early, and I've been going to the gym. You really are turning middle-aged. That's I awesome. <laughs> How's those crossword puzzles? Finish any lately? <laughs> Did you get that Sudoku blackout you had your eye on? <laughs> I like Kakuru's better, though. <laughs> I prefer the Kakuru. <laughs> so, um, I'm scared. Uh, so... You're doing, you do, you do, do your podcast, uh, The Smartest Man in the World. I did. I did it last night and I did it a few days ago. Right. Uh, but they only give you an hour here. So there's there you no, go. you can't be garrulous. You, you've got to be concise. Uh, so I, I wrap it up in yeah. about 50 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it was great fun. Uh, I did, we did some Scottish poetry last night. And um, I pulled off a Scottish website, and uh, I didn't want to do it myself because my Scottish accent's, you know, naff. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I got a guy out of the crowd from Falkirk, and he read it. Because it had words like, it, you, uh, what was it? It was an ode to a hard-boiled egg, but it was spelt hard-boiled, B-Y-L-T, egg, right? right? <laughs> and he had to say, uh, you can put it in your trouser pooch. And uh, <laughs> he, he nailed it. <laughs> it was good. good. Vinegar and soap. So uh, how long have you been doing the, you've been doing the podcast for a couple of years uh, a couple of years yeah I started at the end of 2010 and uh, right. we decided not to have guests early on because all the ones uh, you know Mark Maron's one and, yeah. and Adam Kroll everybody all the ones in the states have guests so I thought well I'll just go it alone and the yeah. audience will be my guest so we take questions at the end yeah because it's quite impressive because I think it is easier to do these podcasts when you have someone to like today I'm not feeling all that up for this uh, so I thought oh, I'm glad if Greg Proops is on because he'll go you give him a subject he'll go fucking talking about that forever no, so it is quite, but it's quite hard to just get on stage and just talk it, it, when I started doing stand-up I thought that would be amazing to just go on stage without a script which I presume you don't have much of a script it doesn't sound like you have 
You may have some. I don't. No, I have you some have notes. Some points, yeah. And then I have some newspaper articles. My wife gives me stuff to talk about. So I, I, I'll hit on that or whatever happened in the day. And uh, then I just tend to rattle on for yeah. hours and hours and hours. I'm mesmerized by the sound of my own voice, <laughs> as are the listeners. <laughs> And then sometimes people make suggestions. They go, why don't you talk about this on your show? Why don't you talk about that? And I'll go, hey, I've got an idea. My show's free. <laughs> why don't you keep your fucking ideas to yourself and I'll talk about whatever I like. <laughs> go to good. a paying show and then you can pay. <laughs> That's good. Uh, a lot of people complain about the sound, especially this time on, on this. And you kind of say the same. You know, it's a free show. It's put out daily. Thank yeah. you. Uh, right. And you're from... Uh, you're invited to go to another show. You're from San Francisco? I am. And no, I'm not. Thank you for asking. Um... <laughs> I am from San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I went to San Francisco when I was uh, 18. I was on Camp America, uh, and I uh, and I. How appropriate! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I w- Camp I America. <laughs> it's great to have you here. <laughs> and uh, big I d- dick herring, is it? Well, wow. yeah. I did. Um, I, I was in a summer camp. Thank you. Someone just got that. Yeah, that's good. That one rattled <laughs> around the room like a pinball. I did. It. I went to a summer camp in Northern California called Fantastic. Uh, camp Mancino. Did you ever go to summer? No. Camp? Where Where is it in Northern California? It's kind of in the redwood forest. It was right. There was a massive fire on the last night, and the, really? the nearest fire engine was about uh, two hours away. So it just burned so out. We just <laughs> we nearly all died. It was fantastic. Amazing. Was <laughs> it Was it in La Honda? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. it, was near, it was near Fort Bragg. Oh, Fort Bragg. You yeah. were way up there. Yeah, then. Yeah. You're way in Northern California. Yeah, yeah. I love it up there. Yeah. yeah That's Mendocino. Awesome. That's dope territory up there. Yeah. Uh, wine and weed. Really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. People have like tigers on their property <laughs> I and to protect themselves from federal agents I d- yeah you do you smoke drugs on um uh, smoke drugs i do uh, smoke, you drugs. smoke drugs i've just I caught myself i am turning into my dad you smoke drug you smoked I a drug i have in fact uh, have, have you ever smoked a drug i have smoked a dope uh, yeah, before wow. and uh, <laughs> i have smoked a pot uh, <laughs> with my hip cat friends we got we got high on some muggles uh <laughs> Yeah, no. But you're I s- on the Paul Provenza show, the Green Room, and you actually are blatant. Is that is this true, sort of? Yeah, it, totally true. We uh, Paul, Paul, we were we were recording it in Los Angeles, and it was me and um, a cat named Franklin Ajay, uh, who's a, a brilliant comic from America. Uh, Dana Gould, who's also a genius, and Kathy Griffin, and uh, and and Franklin said something to me, and I said, "Dig," and uh, uh, Dana goes, "Why don't you hip cat smoke a reefer?" And I said, "Don't fucking tempt me." And Provenza goes, uh, "Will you smoke dope on TV?" And I went, "Hell yeah, let's do it." And because it was LA. Everyone has medical marijuana on them. I mean, everyone in the crowd. So just joints were produced from the crowd. And we lit up, and uh, we got very high, and it was fun. Uh, and Franklin got a little too high. He started making observations that you don't need to make, that you, you don't need to be high to make. He's like, yeah, I noticed that girls are attracted to musicians more than comedians. Like, that is not profound, bro. That is patently true, okay? No great curtain lifted so that that insight could be gazed upon, all right? Marijuana merely made you think of that sooner than you might have. Then he played his clarinet and I got up and danced and it was fun. Can you still? I, I I was never massively into taking drugs. I was always or smoking them, evidently. No, no I didn't. I do. I don't like smoking. The last time I, I did in about two thousand and three, two in uh, Edinburgh, two thousand and four, maybe. Uh, I had some. Uh, some I, was, I was trying to impress a girl, so I smoked some uh, some skunk that she had, and then I was look at you for the next rolling down the street <laughs> smoking then, endo. 
But then the next day, on gin the next day I couldn't sleep and I was oh. lying awake feeling really powered and it took me till six o'clock in the morning to realise what the connection was. But it was a day later after I'd smoked. You were still high after I a day? Still, I was still paranoid and, yeah. God, I want your metabolism. <laughs> but I don't... I have I to get high every 15 minutes just to feel it. I can't take it. I don't like it. I don't like... I don't, don't, don't take drugs, stay in school. That's my message. That's the message of this podcast. I say take drugs and stay in school. <laughs> it's funner. It makes school go faster. Not if you're 46, though. Don't stay, don't stay in school taking drugs when you're 46. You'll Hi, I'm the pervy drugs. guy. I'm still in school. <laughs> Who wants to smoke some drugs with me? You kids like smoking drugs, right? Who's got, who's got meow meow? <laughs> Let's smoke some sassafras, shall we? There's nothing clever about taking drugs. It's not... Um, Except <laughs> makes your stories funnier later. Your story about how you took a Christian bike trip to the Cotswolds. <laughs> the story about how you took ecstasy, did 15 shots of tequila, and tried to outrun the cops over the fourth bridge. <laughs> Quality story, that one. Fucking good story. And you're the second guest I've had on both podcasts who has appeared in the film Star Wars Phantom Menace. Well, you had Scott Cabrillo on then. Uh, no, we've had um, uh, Peter Serafinowicz. Oh, okay. Who was the voice of Darth Maul, which is pretty impressive. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean, he wasn't in it, though, so, so to speak. Well, you, I, I haven't really well, they shot managed, us. To, managed to watch it all the way oh, through. Oh, God. <laughs> As you know, Star Wars The Phantom Menace is the finest of all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> something, something terrible happened in a huge accident cataclysmic destroyed a great deal of the plot um it's not the most coherent movie ever made it's not even the most coherent of the six star war movies uh stars wars stars war movies uh i don't know what the collective noun for star uh geekatron and uh i'm a voice in it me and scott are voices for the uh, pod race announcers in that movie but uh uh, we, we did shoot. They put us in these blue outfits and we stood in front of a blue screen and we had giant uh, um, prosthetic heads that took hours and hours to put on. They made these heads and when we went, this will give you an idea what year it was. Do you remember the movie, um, the hideous movie of the Avengers with Ray Fiennes and um, Uma Thurman? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eddie Izzard is in a bear costume at the end. It's just a fucking, <laughs> it's awesome. I, I feel good about Phantom Menace when I watch that movie. And, uh, uh, but they'd had Uma Thurman into the model shop and they'd had her down to her underwear so they could make her uh, cat suit for the movie. Right. So they were still vibrating when I met them because they, they put this giant head on me and they made these heads. And, uh, and, but then they CGI'd us right out. And, and you, you know, it's Lucas, so every, yeah. everything gets CGI'd. Did you get invited to the premiere of the film? No. no. Uh, I don't think I did. I Peter, think we eventually... Peter had to pay to go himself. That was what... That, he oh, yeah. did a long story about how he got, had to pay to go to No, the and my action figure, someone sent me to autograph and I kept it. So uh, <laughs> that's how I have the action figure. Although why you would want an action figure of two pod race announcers? What kind of fucking action-packed life do you live? <laughs> that's some poor, obsessive... Someone I know. with Asperger's, they go, where's my final... <laughs> some guy some guy in Yoda pajamas in Norway did I fucked him over I'm sorry about it Sven and uh, I did like doing it it was fun and George Lucas is a nice person he, he sold uh, uh, all of that to Disney he sold yeah. the whole entire enchilada franchise and gave all that money to charity and said something that no one in Hollywood's ever said I have enough money I'm giving this all away and that's yeah I, I was someone someone scoffed and did the nose laugh <laughs> <laughs> um you can have too much money. Uh, I think it's proven day after day after day in this yeah. country and every other country. Well, that's funny. You know, I think J.K. Rowling has been similarly no. quite generous. 
but they have a lot of money already. If, if I gave you $500 million, <laughs> you yeah. think you could make it another couple years? You know what I mean? Yeah. But people in Hollywood don't look at it that way. They no. think there's someone on earth more successful than me. I have to kill everyone until I reach them. <laughs> <laughs> and you've lied about owning an ocelot. Oh, I didn't lie. Let's you just say that the myth lie. goes on. When you, just to see them running around on my lawn and frisking in the sunlight and stuff, and you know, just it's awesome. They, it really lifts your heart. It does. It's like a poem written by a small child to a flower. <laughs> you want to use my mic? Let me see if I can sort this one out. We might have to share. Oh, no, I've dropped one of the prizes. Hello. Oh, there we go. Hello. This is a microphone. It is working. Uh, that was just to annoy the people uh, who are listening at home and don't like the sound quality being bad. Um, what was I going to say? If you would, had to choose between being, but you've had some time to think about it, between a badger and a cow, which would you be? Oh, it's the same two animals. Okay. Yeah, it's always the same two because actually. I was going to choose unicorn, but all right. A, no, you have to. Cho- you have to be one of those. Uh, two. W- it's a genius question because they are one. There's, there's good pros and cons with each one. There's, there's the kind of freedom versus... So you're uh, characterizing your question as outstanding. Well, it's not even my question. It's, ri- it's, written, by, it's written by a tiny child. As opposed to large, <laughs> well, lumbering children, the yeah. kind that lord over you he's and from, dominate the landscape. He's from, he's from Wales. Ask so my know. question. Or hello, ask my question. Uh... Uh, I would I would say badger. Uh, I mean, yeah. I listen to Hannibal's explanation, and I have to agree. Uh, yeah. I don't. My eyesight's terrible, uh, so I would love to have great eyesight, uh, and I think badgers really do. do they I think they eyesight? can hear quite well, and they trundle when they walk, which is threatening. You know, they they have that kind of they fucking roll down the street and shit, which I yeah. love. Well, they don't have a street. They the muddy area uh, near their near their den. Uh, I feel like cows are uh, a bit passive for me. I could imagine it. D- does does that include bulls? Well, it, it technically is cow. It's not my question, so I mean, I think uh, you know. I no, think it's a tiny child's question. Yeah, so I think he is thinking of a female cow. But if you could be, because being a bull is a different. Because if, if I could be a bull, that I might choose bull. Yeah. Because then I would have ancient peoples worshiping me. <laughs> <laughs> and I dig that. Yeah, that would be good. Um, what would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? Well, I've met him a couple times, and he yeah. seems very clean and nice. <laughs> I don't know, a couple of drinks, yeah. maybe a rail or something, you know. <laughs> maybe smoke some drugs. Yeah, he like he does. Then we'll see yeah, else, what else gets smoked. You know what I'm like. saying? I mean, uh, I, it's not. He wouldn't be the first on my list. No. No. Who would be the first on your list? Well, no men. Uh, <laughs> so that would eliminate that. But uh, and uh, uh, no, I mean, he'd be. I, I love his work in several movies. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's enough for me to award him with the, the benison of Falabio. <laughs> Couldn't I blow someone who could help my career more? <laughs> Couldn't we start there? Who's the, who's the programmer at BBC Two, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know who it is now, because it's been a while since I've been on. Uh, so, um... <laughs> well, then, who's a, who's a programmer on Dave? <laughs> Yeah, but think of all the repeats. That's the problem there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, what age were you breastfed until? Do you know the answer? I honestly don't remember. Uh, My mother and I stopped speaking. And, uh, right? No, I, 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 I don't know. But I, I, she probably breastfed me for a little while. She was quite busy. I was the youngest of four. Uh, right. And uh, uh, we lived in a coal mine. and uh, So it was, it was a lot, of, lot going on. 
I was joking, of course, but please, <laughs> please maintain that brisk festival edge that I've come to that, that understand on, from the audiences here on the fringe. That would be up on Wikipedia that you <laughs> raised in yeah, the, Along with my ocelot. That's where I found her. She was at the bottom of the mine, <laughs> swimming in a pool of alkali, and I had to bathe her in uh, tannic acid. Uh, and how we. <laughs> to remove the alkali. We, we all know you from... Uh, whose line is it anyway? That's where we know you from. Well, it isn't because these people are too young to remember that program. I was going to say, unless they had Dave, uh, <laughs> then, they, then they might know me and Jeremy Clarkson, uh, who was who awesome on Whose Line. Uh, <laughs> now, Whose Line was great fun. I still play with the guys all the time. Do you, yeah. yeah. Do you do the Comedy Store stuff? Or you I'm doing the Comedy Store on the 18th. Should right. anyone be back in London, I'll be there with uh, Paul Merton and the whole zany crew <laughs> of fine alcoholic improvateurs. Uh, no, we're still playing. So, And I play with Ryan, the tall one, when I'm in the States. I'm yeah. in a group with him. And uh, and I uh, just did uh, uh, Ireland with the Frosty and Steen, who oh, yeah, also yeah. in the... Do you hang out with Clive Anderson much? Clive and I uh, hang out over at Keith Allen's house, and we take turns. <laughs> we have what we call a daisy chain, and it's awesome. <laughs> I have a quilt that I wear under my head, over my head, and I'm like, who's in the fort? And then they attack. They go, we're Sarazens. And I'm like, you shall not enter. And then they're like, we're already in. And then, yeah, it gets a little kicky. Then the ocelot comes and defends me. As well as... As well as doing your podcast show, you've been do you're doing a stand-up show as well. I am. Whereabouts, is, whereabouts can people see? I'm at the uh, debating hall at the Ooh. Gilded Balloon at 9 p.m. Uh, tonight, and then I think I have like four more nights uh, of stand-up, and then I got one more podcast on the 15th at the Wine Bar at 10.15. Is there any theme to the stand-up? or is it? A yeah, I'm trying to remember my shit, and, uh, <laughs> and I had an epically long drug story that's been poorly reviewed by about three different publications, really? but I thought it was hilariously composed, but... That's me. Evidently, people are shocked to find out that 35 years ago in the United States, people smoked angel dust. Right. And uh, evidently, that's shocking in, in a country, in a city where you can score fucking heroin and <laughs> chips in the same corner. <laughs> so I guess I should have toned it down a little for Edinburgh because of your delicate fucking sensibilities. I walked by someone yesterday who appeared to have had their throat cut and survived it, okay? <laughs> so I would back the fuck off. As I say on my show, rent an apartment off my dick, uh, and then we'll get along better. I think well, the reviews are very confused. I do read my reviews, but they all do say different things about the same. So someone goes, oh, that bit's too, that bit's too long. And then the next one's, I love his very concise, tight right. hammer. You're going, what? So what, what do I, uh, last night, I, I, I uh, tweet, I, I searched for myself on Twitter. Because it's not a vanity search, it's a truth search. You find, you find out the really horrible things that people are saying. Uh, someone came to my show last night and said, Richard Herring's show is fucking shit. It's Space exclamation mark. Uh, and then ah, there, was, it was, there was a space, space exclamation mark? <laughs> yeah. What went there? <laughs> I don't know. It was like they, it was so surprising, even the exclamation mark Whoa. had to jump over one space. <laughs> uh, but then the very next person said Richard Herring's gig was, a, was absolutely brilliant. He's a god, you know, so you, got, you can't. Which one do you believe of those two? Or well, you, the, the comedy is the most subjective thing in the world yeah. next to poetry. I mean, the, the only two the spoken... Se the second one was right, though, right, about me being brilliant. Being brilliant. <laughs> oh, I would only believe the good ones. Well, I blame the audience always. I don't blame myself. I'm a genius. Uh, if they don't get it, they're fucking stupid, and they need to get their game up. Um, I had two tweets today on my truth search, yeah. and uh, one was, uh, went to Greg... Met Greg Proops last night, which was cool, but his show was really poor, sad face. <laughs> Block and then uh, the second one was I went to see Greg Proop's podcast not for me 
And so I went to her uh, uh, Twitter feed or whatever, and uh, and it said, what was it? Something like uh, hopeful sayings or illuminating. Yeah, she, you know. And I thought, mm, so mm, spam. <laughs> uh, I, no, I, I like unequivocal raves. There was an old-time comedian named Debbie C. Fields, and he performed in vaudeville for years and years before he was a movie star. And he only liked unequivocal raves. Right. Uh, if, if there was any qualifiers, like yeah. Debbie C. Fields was funny, but the thing, <laughs> you know, you can fucking kick the dressing room. It is difficult. It is difficult to not just pick out that. It was the same as picking out the one face in the audience who isn't enjoying. Who's always in the front? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's this person. Colin, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Colin, isn't it? He isn't, he isn't here today. Um, and what do you think happens to you after you die? That's what my show is about. What do you? Do you know a lot of stuff. Do you know what happens to you when we're dead? I, I know that your spirit probably joins uh, an enormous ball of anima that's circling the universe and that we'll all go back into the same uh, cosmic recycler, I think, and uh, that there's a, you know, matter is finite and uh, so therefore there's a matter of uh, uh, transmogrification of your skull. Of your, of your skull. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of people pronounce it soul, yeah. uh, but I, I give it kind of a, Nor- a Norwegian Viking <laughs> feel. Uh, I would, I would like to be reunited uh, spiritually with the people that I love in the afterworld. That, I think, would be good. I don't believe Christianity covers that ground sufficiently. Uh, I don't think that leap of faith is enough for me. Um, that's what I'd like to believe, anyway. I'd like to think there's a playground in the afterworld where everyone can smoke drugs and, uh, and raise ocelots and uh, live in that pink and perfect world where we... I mean, wouldn't it be nice to think that at some point you'd have understanding? But I would settle for being the space baby at the end of 2001. Like when you die, all of a sudden you control the world from a fetus and I think that would be awesome. <laughs> I just think there's no guarantee that we will get answers. That's what the, the, no. sort of, the assumption is you'll die and let everyone know everything. I think it'd be much fun if you die and you're just somewhere else and no one knows what the fuck's going on or, or who's put you there or whether there's a god or not. I thought I'd get all the answers. Nope, sorry. No, I don't we're think anything's waiting. guaranteed. That's why we, we have to make the most of uh, our groovy time together here. We do. <laughs> I don't take drugs. I think you just die. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you saw my act last night. You'd have seen death. <laughs> Saturday nights. Not for me. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday nights are so hard, though, I think, in Edinburgh, because people, A, they're the big night, and people have come out for their big night out, but also you'll get people just taking a chance on something they yeah. don't necessarily know. That maybe the show they wanted to see sold out, they've come and seen you. So that's where you get properly angry people. I had a few stompers walking down this. On my, in my venue, the, the whole seating rattles if anyone leaves. Really? Yeah. So Fantastic. They, st- they, they stomp down the stairs. And so it's slightly distracting when you're trying to get on with the show. With somebody, it's hard not to acknowledge that Do someone you them on the way out? I don't really, because often, people often leave at the end of this bit that's about um, a magazine called Railways and the Holocaust. And I, dis- <laughs> and I, I take this, I take it, but I say, we, we don't, people, you're not allowed to joke about certain things, but your things will be serious and you, no one will complain about them. And there's a, mag- a real magazine called Railways in the Holocaust and I do a big bit about it and it's about how ridiculous the magazine is yes. uh, and then people often leave after that and I kind of feel I don't want to go to them you haven't understood the joke <laughs> no one's laughing at the Holocaust a guy came up to me after it and said do you think that's funny Railways in the Holocaust do you think that's funny and I said no that was yeah. what I was just did you listen to what I just said no. <laughs> no you just heard the word Holocaust and so walked out so yeah so it's people the, it's hear signifiers and they freak out over them and yeah. that's uh, if you'll pardon me, uh, the sign of an unsophisticated comedy palette. A really good, <laughs> thank you. A really good comedy, <laughs> a really good comedy audience has has a breadth and scope uh, yeah. and is able to contain ideas and understand that when you're being satirical and understand when you're taking yeah, the yeah. piss. And and other audiences who don't see comedy very often, who think it's everything's on the tully and that everything should be a, a laid out joke that's a fucking dead eviscerated cow that you can just walk into and enjoy. Um, <laughs> There's the worst metaphor ever. 
Uh, I think they get confused if they yeah. hear you drop an N-bomb or a C-bomb or you talk about death or something like that. They, well, he said rape tweet. <laughs> Instead of listening to the unbelievable scaffolding that you've tried to build around your unsupportable fucking ass premise so that people don't walk out and shit. But that's what they... You know, people watch, people watch comedy on TV so they think comedy is a fucking slam dunk, idiotic, you know, mob gags and shit. I mean, I always, I always say to crowds... What are you used to when you come to see comedy? Does someone just bring two chinchillas out and they play with each other? Is that what comedy is to you? Just a furry little adorable fucking pastime? Yeah. Comedy's supposed to kind of embrace you and, and, and confront you and yeah. you know. And I think that Saturday night it is people maybe have had it, especially if it's late you later in the evening, people have had it for a couple of drinks. And so if they if they, if they lose focus, my show's so fast because I'm always trying to get a ninety yep. minute show into sixty minutes. Me so too. I, I go really, really fast. And if you can't if you haven't if you can't keep me up, if you're a bit drunk or stoned even. Me amazing if you're and I'm stoned. both at my yeah. show. <laughs> That's fantastic. Look, we're going to have to crack on and okay. do the competition. Uh, so someone here is going to win some stuff, including 10, the free DVD you can get uh, by coming to my show. Uh, Talking Cock DVD, just out. Uh, get that from Go Faster Stripe and get both of those DVDs from Go Faster Stripe, the book of Talking Cock, mainly my stuff today. Uh, uh, Will Hodgson, fantastic. He is brilliant. Uh, he's on uh, the, uh, the stand later on. The Haribo have gone on the floor. Luckily, they're... What are you saying? They're down there. Oh, oh, they're, oh well, fuck it. There isn't, there isn't time. Uh, whoopee cushion. One of those. Look at that. That's what you can win. Uh, and a Glenn Will and a Will Hodgson uh, DVD. So we're going to make some statements that are either true or false. You have to decide if they're true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. We need you all to stand up. If you're already standing up, stay standing up, but sort of crouch if you go out. Uh, you have to be honest if you get it wrong. Uh, so have you got, got any statements that you can make the truth or false? Yes. Uh, King Richard the Lionhearted beat Saladin in a huge battle in the Crusades. True or false? Don't know helping each other. Anyone? No conferring. What is the answer? It is true. It is true. I thought it might be a trick question. I thought you might uh, use it. I tried to make it sound like a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Hannibal Buress went to Southern Illinois University. Is that true or false? Which one? Edwardsville or Carbondale? <laughs> <laughs> We will find out, possibly. It is true. It is true. Well done. You two are still still in. Got another statement. You got, that was a good one. Have you got any more statements? Uh, sure. Uh, it can be about anything. Yeah, here's one. Uh, um, Pluto is a planet. True or false? The answer is... False. It was downgraded. It was down recently downgraded. Um, uh, 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 Greg Proops' middle name is Ian. Is that true or false? <laughs> What's your middle name, Greg? Everett. Ah, there we go. That was false. I made that. It could have been. I didn't, I didn't even know when I asked the question. Could have been. Somehow I don't see my mother naming me Ian at any point. <laughs> then you'd be Jip as well. That would be good. G-I-P. Uh, all right. They're doing quite well. Um, let me have a thing. I, I, I have taken three cocaines in my life. Is that true? <laughs> Is that true? Did you smoke true them or, or did, you, did you smoke I, them or smell them? It was nose, it was nose cocaines I had. I like arm heroines, I like, but nose cocaines. <laughs> Is that true or false? Three cocaines in my life, true or false? Have you all gone for false? Has anyone gone for true? Anyone saying true? It's, it, over there, because it is true. <laughs> Taking three cocaines. What we got left? We got people so, left? Didn't like it. Didn't like, have, we got, have you won then? Anyone else still in? Well, f thanks for thinking I was nice and didn't take cocaines. I, didn't, I don't recommend it. You get kind of a 
makes you kind of a bit talkative, doesn't it? And you get nice. I like the bit when it goes in the back of your throat and tastes sweet. Yeah, the druggy part's good. Yeah. It's the it's the drinking the five gallons of vodka. And <laughs> every time, what was my last? Let's get let's get, let's start starting some coke. I've got a night to ruin. <laughs> So you've won. Come and get your prizes when everyone's leaving. Uh, so thank you very much. We've got to go because uh, time is up. But uh, we've had a fantastic time. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please give it up for my fantastic guest, Hannibal Barres. <laughs> lost, lost voice guy. Greg Proops. We haven't got one tomorrow. Come and see me, one versus me, two snooker. I'm back on Tuesday with Milton Jones and someone else. I can't remember who he is, but it's going to be good. Thank Bo Burnham. It's Bo Burnham, of course. Well done. Uh, thank, you. thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. Cheers. Go and see Greg's show.